103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show all stuck together in MP3 sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. Right, this is the Key 103 Toulon cast. I'm Mike Toulon. This is Chelsea Norris. Hello. Key 103 Toulon cast. Uh, over the last few days then, of course, a prince gets married and now the world's most evil man is dead. It's like Disney have taken charge of the news. <laughs> <laughs> the evil one is dead, but the prince and the princess have got married. Um, it turns out, latest figures th- uh, suggest that the BBC, actually, because I had this choice as well as ev- we all did on the yeah. day. Which one do you watch? Do you watch Hugh Edwards, hello, on the BBC, or do you watch Pippa Schofield on, on ITV, who I thought was brilliant and so relaxed? He was. Which one did you go for? I went for the ITV one. Yeah. I flipped between the two. So did I. Um, but because I was in Port- when you get English like telly then, BBC Signal was pants, so I sort of had to go for ITV. But I thought Philip Schofield was a genius, like, um, on it, but he didn't match Julie Etchingham, who is clearly very serious, and he kept yeah. going off the... <laughs> he said at one point, oh, and there's a there's a Facebook drinking game. Uh, I've just got it on Twitter, and so every time we mention this, you've got to down a pint. She went... <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, it was really like going from two different sides of the street. Which, and he went, well, I'll just carry on. I mean, it was really yeah, funny. Yeah, they couldn't have got Holly Willoughby to do it with him, though. I mean, except for the whole baby thing. I don't know whether Holly Willoughby has the same amount of gravitas to, to, to do the yeah. royal wedding, does Mary she? Mary Nightingale was better, though, but Julie actually they were just so different. Was it Mary Nightingale who made that comment about Earl Spencer's girlfriend? Did anyone see that? Oh, I thought that was... That was you really a model... No, no, the, 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 when Earl Spencer, of course, Diana's brother arrived um, and he was with some new young bit, you know, mm. a, as he does, apparently. And, um, and and one of the commentators, I can't, I don't know which channel I was watching at the time, actually said, um, and there's Earl Spencer with his uh, new girlfriend. Not quite sure of her name. Doesn't matter. There'll be another one along in a few moments. <laughs> and she said, oh, so that was a bit cutting on me, wasn't it? Sorry about that. He has got <laughs> about six kids, yes, he, he, Yeah, he so. does, yeah. <laughs> what was, actually, talking about that, what was, what was with the trend of the ladies at the royal wedding wearing the forehead hat. I know. When did this... Did, did I miss a meeting? When did this become a thing? What, what's with wearing the, the, the hat on the front of your head? Now, I first saw uh, TPT, Tara Palmer-Tompkinson, doing it, and I thought, well, we know she's trying to divert attention away from the nose. But couldn't have worn a brighter colour. I know. And then, But then uh, Vicky Bex rocks up with a similar routine. She's trying to hide mm. a miserable face. <laughs> <laughs> Not I very well. I've never seen anybody look so miserable at a wedding. I know. Honestly, Her and David God. barely said a word. Every time the camera sort of cut to them, they're just there in stone. Well, he looks stunning. He always does. Yeah, he's he does there it. with his medal. Broke with tradition and put it on the wrong side of his suit, which I don't think he was a purposeful thing. Yeah. I think he just didn't realise. But she, on his arm... Well, I would just have not sudden it. I thought she looked miserable. She was in black like she was at a funeral. She could, she tried to smile, but her face wouldn't allow it. <laughs> like she had a stroke. God. She was, um, and then when there was all this beautiful music coming from the choir and everyone's joining in, the camera pans to her. You know she's miming. <laughs> she's not really singing like she ever has. Did you notice during that bit, though, it, it went on at Elton John? You would have thought out of all the people that Elton John would have really belted it out. Yeah. And uh, as soon as the camera came on, he went... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he bottled it. <laughs> I thought Princess Beatrice um, didn't look the best. You know, like they, they, she they say... She like a mother, though, doesn't she? Oh, that's what I mean. Oh. Frightening. <laughs> right off. Her frightened. sister looks like a father, that's even worse. <laughs> she looked like she got drunk at John Lewis. <laughs> oh, what was she wearing on her head? You know, at weddings, when they always turn around to the single girl, they sort of say, you'll be next. You, you'll be... It'll be you next. I bet someone turned around and say, 
No, it won't. It won't be you, Beatrice. It'll be everyone ahead of you. Um, I, I thought the um, the whole thing was great, though, and I've got to be honest, I, I mentioned this before, I got into it massively. I, I saw, I'm not exaggerating, four documentaries on Kate, Kate and Will's, their story so far, on BBC, ITV, Channel 5, in the, in the week leading up yeah. to it. So by the time the day came, I was really excited. I felt like I knew these people. I know, I watched it I didn't know any hours of the, and hours. I didn't know their, their story at all, did you, about St Andrews and this yeah. and that? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd not really taken any I like the bit where they came out in the little car, his dad's car, and Harry had had just wed put on the number because oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it's just a little glimmer into something that's a bit real because yes. I did find the whole ceremony was a bit morbid actually I wanted him to build up to say I now pronounce you mm. man and wife and then some ripple of applause or a cheer and it yeah. just sort of went by the by a bit it? flat very formal though isn't it a royal wedding yeah. has to be like that and as soon as anyone shows a chink of emotion everyone goes oh is that why the queen looks so desperately unhappy no, to be there no she's just miserable oh. that's just her Jimmy. <laughs> although uh, talking to that I mean I think you're right Prince Harry uh, you could just tell he had that glint in his eye didn't he like he took his hat off and he checked his hair he checked his hair like, I know I normal. thought I saw that yeah he's done his hair he's and then, William would have done it but he hadn't got his hair <laughs> It's time for the stress reliever. Oh, my God, he's decided to wear open toe shoes with socks these days. Just stupid comments. Um, Dear Mike and Chelsea, he says, Leela in Cholton. Here's my stress reliever. I found out that my dad is having an affair. Oh, God. I was sitting at home the other night when my phone rang. I answered it and it seemed to be a prank caller. I hung up the phone, but after the second call, I decided to 1471 them and tell them off. The person on the, uh, on the line was acting crazy, screaming nonsense. Finally was able to talk to her daughter who informed me that my father had been sleeping with her mother. Needless to say, I didn't believe her. But after talking to her for a while, she started to bring up the names of other people she says my dad's also slept with that we were friends with. To make a long story short, I now 100% do believe her. I'm 27, and my sister, who knows the whole story, is 26, but what do we do? I see no reason for this person to make it up. I've run through every conspiracy theory possible. Hope you can give me some advice, says Leela in Cholton. So her dad is playing away from home, and I suppose she's in a very, very... That's a really difficult one, that, isn't it? You're going to hurt somebody, aren't you? You're going to hurt somebody. What does she do? Does she, does she tell the mum? Does she pretend she doesn't know? Hannah Pimblett says, you've got to tell the mum. The mum doesn't deserve him. Uh, Nick Garside says she can front her father about it first, hear his side of things before she tells anyone else. I mean, I suppose the dad deserves that in a way, doesn't he? Do you not reckon? No? No. Okay. Chelsea, this is kind of... You, you've been in a similar situation to this once, haven't you? Yeah, when I was um, a bit younger, and I mean probably about 12 years old, a friend of mine, because um, my mum and dad have always been separated, but a friend of mine, um, her parents were sort of like quite happily together and lived in like a really big posh house. And um, I used to go around and play. And this one night we found her dad's briefcase. Right. And we looked in it and there were some naughty magazines, actually. What were the... Which ones? The naughty ones. Yeah. The ones no, no, give me titles. Give me titles. Oh, I can't remember. And, um, and there were some emails um, which basically made out that, that he was doing something with his secretary at work. Secretary. Secretary. Yeah. All right. And we didn't know what to do. And obviously it wasn't it wasn't for me to decide because it wasn't my parents. But we we talked about it, me and my friend. And what she decided to do was to actually move a dad's briefcase from where it was under the stairs onto the kitchen table, open. So that when a mum Oh you didn't. When a mum came in, you she saw left it. the details of the affair on the table. I didn't. 
we, we discussed it. And I imagine you were the ringleader, though. <laughs> because she would have been quite that. emotional. She'd have thought, oh, no, what's my dad doing? And yeah. you said, forget well, that, love, let's get it on the table. closer yeah. to her mum than she was her dad, so I think she felt her allegiance was to her mum. Right. Anyway. So what happened? Well, her mum came in, found them. It was all done behind closed doors. There was never sort of any public row or anything. The next minute, they were separated. They what? Did, they divorced. They divorced? And her dad still lives with the secretary now. Oh, so it all worked and out okay, up. then. Can I just ask who uh, got the dirty man? <laughs> and can Me. I just ask, what were the titles? <laughs> you homewrecker. No, I didn't. That was what she decided to do at the time, but it was... Um, so, but your, you and your friend's action actually led to this couple splitting up. Well, I think it probably would have happened anyway. Right, OK. It, if that it, makes it, you feel, If that makes you think better at night, that's fine. You carry on. Someone's texted in, Barbara says, um, seven years ago I was in the same situation, but it was my daughter and son who found the evidence and truth. I had an idea that my husband was playing away, but I could never find the evidence. They knew for 12 months before I did. I didn't know what hurt them most, knowing or him actually doing it. They approached their dad and he pleaded for them not to say anything and that he would end it. My advice is you have to say something regardless of the consequences. If they're to be together, they will survive the split, but I can assure you the deceit by all is worse and the one innocent person you can never trust again. Um, I suppose, actually, do you know, if, if, if someone you loved uh, was having an affair and other people knew, mm. when you found out, and if you found out they knew... You'd feel a bit stupid, wouldn't you? You'd like, feel you're the last really... To know. You were the last to know. Mm. You'd be, I'd you'd be really angry. Yeah. Said, Why don't you tell me? You're supposed to be my son, my, my friend, whatever. Uh, Claire's on the phone in Rochdale. Good morning, Claire. Hi, you're all right. Good morning. Yes, we're good. Uh, what advice have you got? Yeah, I agree with Barbara. I think you, you'd be double hurt if um, you found out that your daughter knew and didn't say anything. Right. Um, you know, he's in the wrong... So you should tell him that they know, give him the chance to tell the mum, and if he doesn't, then they should come clean and tell Oh, really? So give the dad the ultimatum? Yeah. Uh, and you could throw a bit of blackmail in there as well, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> give me £10. Pound, give me £10. Yeah. Pounds. <laughs> Mike and Chelsea in the morning. You know I play that game, by the way, Chelsea, um, with the kids, Mini Pinch? Yes. And I've introduced it to you. Yeah. I've introduced it to you and my friends. It's it's a great game. I like playing it, but I'm not so keen people doing it to me. Yeah. I mean, it brightens up any car journey. There aren't many really good car games, are there? No. And, and I find when I've got the kids, this really brightens up any journey. Mm. So what you do is, if you haven't heard me talking about this before, anytime you see a mini... Um, you, you've got to, if you're the first person to spot it, you go mini pinch, and you're allowed to pinch really hard on everyone else in the car, right. and everyone gets really terrified as you yeah, go around. Um, well, I play it with the kids, uh, so we do mini pinch, and we also do the Eddie game whenever we see uh, rest in peace Eddie Stobart truck. Yeah, you've got to go Eddie for no reason in particular. <laughs> but this is this is what I do. Yeah. Um, and and it's the level of your intellect. Isn't well, it? well, since then it's it's mutated. Every few days we add another car to it right. so now it's like there's a constant scrap going on in my car we've now got porsche punch <laughs> so anytime you see a porsche you've got to punch someone else the driver in the... <laughs> yeah you've got to punch the driver in the face no you've got to punch everyone so you say porsche punch and you're allowed to punch everyone in the arm right so that came up a couple of weeks ago there's beetle bump where if you see a beetle you've got to jump up and down on your seat until it hurts right then uh what have we added now um ford tweak do you want to guess what that is uh, a tweak? Yeah. Is that like a pinch? It's like a pinch, but in a special area. Like what area? The, your nipples. 
Oh. You know, you tweak. That's the only part on the body you tweak is your nipples, isn't it? Oh, I don't tweak mine. Obviously, you can't play this if you're in a car full of nuns. <laughs> um, so we do or four. With your mum and dad. Oh, with your mum and dad. Can you imagine? Here, mum, four tweaks. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That wouldn't be so cool. That Linda would punch you if you did that to her. <laughs> oh, Linda would love it. Uh, so there's four tweak where you tweak the nipples every time you see a Ford. It's really good because you get scared because you think, oh, it's a Ford. Oh, it's it. Is it? And you, you, cover your, you cover your nipples and everything before the person gets around to giving you the nipple oh, tweak. God. Uh, there's the Vauxhall Flick. That hasn't got any uh, thingy. The Vauxhall what? Flick. Yeah, any alliteration. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't think. Meant. I couldn't think of all alliteration behind a them. Flick? All. Do you mean like a with yeah? Your you, you flick someone's ear really oh, hard. Oh, that hurts. That, that. it's really annoying. So yesterday, I was taking the kids for a swimming lesson, taking Luca and Lottie for a swimming lesson, and we saw just a procession of Porsches, Fords, uh, uh, Beetles, Vauxhalls, Minis, just one after another. Are the kids, like, jumping in looking like they've been beaten? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Arrived at the swimming lesson. And how do you to... drive? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, trying to go down, like, know, the M56, yeah. you've got I mean, punch. And that punch, ow, flick, tweak, <laughs> nipples, oh, God. I'm not sure this is a safe game. No, honestly, by the end of it yesterday, we had this half-hour journey yesterday. It looked like I'd been... I spent half an hour with a gorilla with a baseball bat. Um, no, really, it's painful and dangerous. Yeah, stop that. But I've created a... Mo it's like Frankenstein's monster. I've created a... It's mutated itself. Don't bring any more in. No, that's it now. That's it. We're going to have to start... The Lexus make. Lick. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Why were you out at four no, in the morning? I was a bit thrown with the four-day week. I thought it was it was Thursday. My mum said to me, "What? Um, oh, I better put my bins out. And I said, why on a Thursday? Because Friday is, um, you know, uniformly across Stockport bin day. And uh, why are you doing it? I think she went, it's Friday. I went, oh, God. So I was a day behind, so I'd forgotten to do it. Don't the bin people in Stockport change when there's a bank holiday? No. Oh, they do an ultra game. Oh, no, they're generally uh, pretty good. Tuesdays becomes Wednesdays oh, and vice versa. That gets confusing. Very confusing. So anyway, what it is, um, for some, we have now fortnightly pickups on our rubbish, except the green bin, which is the biggest bin of all, um, and you use the least, which yeah. is a particular gripe Because you've got a garden the size of a postage There's stamp. There's no need to have the green bin out every week, which is massive. So your green bin gets collected every week? Every week. And that's for the, we have little food bags that you can put in it, you know, like your, your extras for like compost and things. Yeah. And garden stuff, right? But you don't need a, a big bin every for the week. green bin. Do you have a blue bin? We have a blue bin for paper. For paper. A brown bin for Bottles. glass and yeah. plastics. And then we have a black bin for rubbish now. Right. But my thing is, that's every two weeks, and the black bin in Stockport is the thinnest bin of all. Yeah. It's the thinnest of Same all the story. bins. Same story. Grey in Altrincham, the thinnest of the bins. So, uh, that annoys me. So, um, hang on, but did you just say that your black bin, your proper rubbish, rubbish bin, only gets collected once every two weeks? Every two weeks. Every two weeks? I know. And even though I recycle a lot, and I do, I still find that that thin bin is not enough for a family. Not once every two, two weeks. two people every two weeks, yeah. So, this is the problem I've got. So There's a lot of uh, pizza boxes and stuff, though, aren't there? Well, they go in the blue bin because oh, it's right. cardboard. Um, so, um, <laughs> I, I often find that, like, you know, it's like sprouting out, or I've literally got a bag that it doesn't matter how much I jump it, like, on it, I can't get it in. Well, do you know, and the thing is, and I told you about this the other week, when I, when I um, overloaded my, we have a grey bin where I live, uh, for the rubbish, when you overload the bin and, and the, the bin lid doesn't quite close, no. they don't pick up. You see, I don't want to run that risk. Don't. I did, Awful things happen. So I did something last night that 
I'm not proud of, but I, I don't know. It's a bit of a moral question, really. I don't know if it's right or if it's wrong. You didn't fly tip? Um, no, I didn't do that, but um, I do live next door to a lovely elderly gentleman by the name of Norman. And um, he's very nice, lived there a very long time. And um, he obviously lives alone and so doesn't create as much rubbish. So he'd put his bin down uh, last night and I'm sort of desperately trying to get my bag in and I couldn't. And I just thought... Norman will have space. Norman will have space. In his black but bin. it was uh, light, you know, and I didn't feel that I could walk... Yeah. to the house next door in yeah. the daylight yeah. with cars passing and put my bag in. So I snuck out at four o'clock this morning and I lifted his lid and I threw it in and shut it. And no one need know. Do you think it's <laughs> helping Norman not find out by whispering? Are you forgetting that a there's deaf. a million people listening? He's <laughs> a bit deaf. Okay. And, um, so, but is that wrong? Because it's not like I put it in before his, so I took up his space. He didn't need it. He didn't need it? Do you um, think Norman would mind? I don't think he'd mind. I don't think he'd mind. Uh, maybe I should ask. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. It's a cheeky thing to ask. We're very kind to one another. He goes to bed at 10 o'clock because he knows I do and he doesn't want me to hear what? his What? Hang on a minute. What? <laughs> he go Your next door neighbour goes to bed at the same time as you. For what reason? Because he's a bit deaf. He has to have his telly on loud and he doesn't want his telly to be loud while I'm going to sleep. Oh, well, listen. If he actually, if, if you're <laughs> dictating to him his daily schedule, I don't think he'll have any problem with you filling up his half-empty black bin. Or maybe that would be the... Straw, the, the straw that breaks the, the back. camel's back. Um, Let me just trash my house. I've done the same thing, actually, just, just recently. Since the whole um, bin gate saga, mm. when they didn't collect my bin because the lid was up, I have then taken to... When I, when I leave the house at sort of five-ish in the morning, on the on bin day, which is Tuesday, mm. I've taken to... If I've got any spare bins that won't fit in, I've taken to dispersing them to the neighbours. What do you do? Just, like, keep stopping like the bin man, but instead of picking up the rubbish, you drop yours off? <laughs> no, I do it at a little tiny piecemeal rate. You know, like Steve McQueen sort of got rid of all that uh, sand in the Great Escape movie by shaking it out of his trousers. I do it like that. I think, oh, I'll put a fish head here, empty box of eggs there. I sort of disperse it Is across it all the neighbours. I, I don't know. Well, let's put it Let's put it to the okay. um, to the Great Manchester public. Is it is it wrong to dump your rubbish in someone else's bin if they've already... You know, done their yeah, bin. And theirs is yeah, less than yours. Yeah, you wouldn't obviously do it before they'd done it because <laughs> you know that, that would be kind of uh, unkind. getting some really interesting um <laughs> some really interesting texts put it about. this way i don't feel as bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's some really bad people out there uh we're talking about chelsea who who actually no i'll be honest i i do it too uh, redistributes our, our rubbish uh, amongst our neighbors bins if our owner full uh jules says uh, morning mike and chelsea did you know our dead neighbors have been putting their rubbish out regularly in marple it's just us and our friends over the road. Well, that's Jules, and I've got her on the phone to publicly confess. Jules, is that you? <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Jules, are you telling us? Sorry, you're, you're on the phone. You, you, you actually, you've got some neighbours who've died, and yet somehow mysteriously their rubbish keeps getting put out. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when somebody moves into that house? <laughs> well, we're not sure that's what happens then, but it's, it's become a bit of a, a bit of a secret thing. In that, if you've got if you've got more rubbish than you can dispose of, it's first up best dress. So I, I'm sneaking up and down the road, thinking I've got a cunning plan. But if my other neighbours get there before me, then I'm <laughs> so you <laughs> I have to run back over the road with the rubbish that I've trashed. So you're all, you're all actually doing it. You, all the neighbours yeah. in your street have actually chipped, and these poor neighbours of yours have died. And instead of yeah, mourning them, in, instead of mourning them, you're actually abusing their their empty bin. No, well, she's keeping their 
spirit alive. We've got Chris on the phone as well. Chris is in Bolton. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, mate. What do you think to this? Um, well, I actually work at a youth centre in Oldham and somebody put a load of rubbish in our bin. Yeah. Um, and it turned out that it is fly tipping and we fined them a thousand pounds for it. Oh, Chris, mm. why do you have to be such a spoiled sport? Oh, Chris, you're very, <laughs> well, very grown. I, I couldn't get anything in my bin. <laughs> Oh, actually, no, you see, if yeah. you can't get something in your own bin, that is really annoying. You shouldn't dump before the person who owns the bin has dumped themselves. It's only if you're using up area that they would otherwise... Yes, so unused. you've got to do a post-dump dump. Yes. Yeah. So, a so post-dump dump. A post-dump <laughs> dump, Chris. So, so the neighbour has filled their bin already, but there's a bit of a gap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then, Chelsea, how do you know, and Chris, how do you know, that the, the, the person, that your, your neighbour, how do they know they haven't got a bit more to add yeah, to it last minute? they're going to come out the next morning. They're going to come out the next You don't, don't know, know that. that. You don't know. Well, no, what they did was they, they put it out, because we have cleaners that come in at five and six o'clock in the morning, they did what Chelsea did, which was sneak out at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> fill the bin up, and then our cleaner couldn't <laughs> fill it up. So the nice man at the council came out, sifted through it, she hadn't left any uh, envelopes in there, have you, Chelsea? Um, no, I shred all those. Because uh, that's, <laughs> that's how we got them. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, so if there's anything that can, can, can lead the trail back to you. So yeah. if you are going to dump rubbish in someone else's bin, the idea really would be to, to make sure... Don't put envelopes. Don't put envelopes. And this person, this, this neighbour of yours actually got fined a grand, did they, Chris? Yes, they did. All oh, right. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened to Chelsea? How funny would that be? Uh, thanks, mate. Have a good weekend up in Bolton. You too. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Kirsty in Stockport said, had to laugh my knickers off and listen to your bin discussion. <laughs> I was driving to work this morning, having just stuffed a huge cardboard box in my neighbour's blue <laughs> bin at 6.30 this morning. I agree with Chelsea over the green and black bins, sir, says Kirsty in Stockport. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Today, it looks like just one in five British people actually bothered to vote in the AV referendum yesterday, uh, and it looks like the uh, the Lib Dems' bid to to change our our voting system is going to be defeated. Obviously, the vote's still being count, uh, counted now. Uh, local elections also yesterday in Manchester, which means that people always kind of tut a lot because it means you've got to walk to your local primary school or your local library or, or church hall. Well, I met a few ladies yesterday who were really annoyed because the school that they were voting at had been closed so that they could do all the polling, so all the kids got another day off, meaning in April they'd only been in six days. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, I guess so. Well, actually, yeah. it must have been the same. Yes, I went to the local primary school, and you walk in and you've got... And it always still surprises me, I don't know why. Oh, look, aren't the chairs mini? <laughs> all that. Oh, doesn't everything smell of mashed potato? Aren't there lots of bright collages and paintings on the wall? And you walk in, and there's this old woman. It's always an old woman. Oh, no, I had a man with a beard. Oh, did you? No, yeah, I had an old a, woman with a beard. <laughs> with a, um, a, a shirt and a jumper over the top. Oh, right, OK. Because I was right. often high school in a prefab. It's always... Whenever I go, it's always an old lady who, 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 you know... I mean, I suppose it's an important thing, isn't it? It's part of the whole... Is the, the very crux of uh, democracy in this country. And yet, it's it's my nan who's in charge of it. <laughs> um, and they, they had the two pieces of paper yesterday. So you had the referendum on the AV thing, which I still... I'm not comfortable with this AV... Thing. Wasn't AV a school term or something? Like Audio-visual, isn't it? I mean, AV, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. And then you've got, you can vote for your local election thing. But of course, if you wanted to vote for the AV vote, the, the, the other vote thing, then, then maybe you should have done that before you voted for the local election guy <laughs> and then changed the way you voted for him. So, no, I'm voting. <laughs> I want the AV and I'm going to change the way I'm going to do my second vote because this is how I want it. And then you walk to one of those little polling booths, which incidentally no longer have the little Argos pens that you can steal. 
pencil on string. No, it's theft these days. You pencil, know. pencil on string. Can't trust anybody. So I wasn't, I wasn't at all happy with that. But apparently, only one in five of us bothered to do it yesterday. It annoys me a bit that. Because um, I love, well, I love filling out forms. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go into, my mum used to go into the post office and just pick up a load of forms. And, and you used to fill them in. for hours and love doing it. Did you have a tax disc at the age of four? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think you can't complain about anything if you don't do it, can yeah, you? Yeah, this is true. And, and I don't mean on like a big government scale. Like we've got a precinct in Offerton near us, which is an absolute bag of poop. And it used to be in like late 80s when I was little. It was gorgeous. They had like a little butcher's and a fish and chip shop. And now it's just where all the skanks hang out cause a load of trouble. Well, you should have filled um, in a form as a child and complained. <laughs> We're all campaigning to get it to get it like modernised or knocked down and something done with it because it's just a shame being left how it is. So, um, you know, I can't complain about that precinct or being a bit scared when they give me milk at the late shop if I don't vote for the person locally who, who will change, change it. it. Yeah. So, you and and, and it, you, you need to complain, don't you? I've got to have you... someone listen. <laughs> Someone's got to listen to your complaint. You need it. It's part of your, your, your genetic makeup, isn't it? You need to complain. Yeah. And people have to listen. I know That's, it's a pain. You fill in vote every you, you voted for every person that does it at the age of five. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Chelsea's got um, an app wreck. Yes, yeah. I have. I was browsing through my free apps last night. Your free apps? Yeah. Because I never don't like to pay for, for things, yeah. And um, what I do is I generally just go through the top fifty free, and whatever get, gets more than four star rating, I install. You see, I like to pay my fifty nine p. Why? Because I, it's a snob thing, and you feel like, well, if it costs a bit of money, it's going to be better. Not always, though. No, that's like going into D and G. Sometimes the the quality is not so good as the Primark. Do you know what you mean? Anyway, <laughs> no, no, so, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I found this app that somebody had given five out of five to, and I thought, my, my God, it's got to be great. So I downloaded it, and it's called Photosynth. 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 Yeah. And um, to look at the picture of it on as an app, it looks like um, a green uh, leaf or a, fla or a flower or something. When you click on it, it does this thing. You're going to love it because you love photos and cameras. Yeah. Um, you can take, you hold the phone up... And you can scan across a room very slowly from left to right, yeah. press done, and it takes a panoramic shot no. of whatever. It puts all the images together and does a panoramic shot. Wowzers. Now, um, just like they do on television, here's one I made earlier, because it takes a minute. If you go onto our Facebook page now, facebook.com forward slash key 103. Yeah. Okay. And have a look. I've put one on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's another 360 from the other side. I've kind of deleted Matt in Where the process. Where am I? Oh, you, yeah, you came out of it back. So. Oh, man. Isn't it good? So if you ever wanted to see what the Key 103 studio looks like, um, often, you know, we can get, like, normal pictures, but you can actually see from the door on my right here all the way around, like a fisheye, to the window on my left. Yeah, you're right. It's that's great, a, that's isn't an it? Amazing, that's an amazing thing, a panoramic, um, what's it called again? Photosynth. Photosynth. Right. You know when you're on holiday and you, you're like, in the olden days, you used to have to say if you saw a lovely picture of the beach, you'd have to take about, like, ten shots going all the way around. I, I did that from the top together. of the Empire State Building, and then you try and sellotape them together. Yeah, well, that would, never do, it, that would do it for you. It's that's, absolutely brilliant. I love it, but you have managed to delete Matt from the photo. <laughs> oh, I'm on the second one. There's yeah, two on there. There's oh, there's two. two. Yeah, he's on, the on, he's on the second one. I'm on the second okay. one. This is on our Facebook site, obscure. by the way, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash key103. I'm actually. What am I doing? I'm. 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 I'm scratching the side of my head. I do like a monkey removing a knit from behind my ear. Um, 
but it's great. It's I love this. It's entirely free. And yeah. um, what it does then is once you've, you've saved the picture, it's stored in your photos. Yeah. Um, and so you can do panoramic shots of everything. Wow. But it, it takes a bit of time to get used to it because it, it's, it's sort of a bit fiddly. But you'll have great fun doing it. Oh, okay. Thank you, Chelsea. <laughs> it's all right. We should start some new feature where you recommend a new free thing every day. I've got... I know. This could last us from now until 2080. Uh, So that is... uh, We'll do a link to it on our Facebook site as well. So it's facebook.com slash key103. And Chelsea's taking a really nice... You're a little... um, I can't think of the name of it. A photogenii. A photogenii. Facebook.com slash key103. So um, we've been away then the last uh, week or so. We took those three days. Everyone's asking everyone else that this morning. Did you take the three days? <laughs> yeah, in the middle. In the middle, yeah. Um, I was away being scared by aggressive waiters in Tenerife. Chelsea's been losing her purse and herself uh, in <laughs> Portugal. But we haven't forgotten about um, this scanner thing, which we launched just before we went away. And uh, in fact, was, uh, I presume Justin Morehouse was probably uh, talking about this when we were away as well, or I hope he was. Mm. Um, so a woman called... Hmm. <laughs> I was just confirming it. <laughs> he was just confirming <laughs> Mm. Don't, 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 be, don't be frightened to talk, Matt. It's all right. Um, a woman called Ainsley from Eccles had written to us about two or three weeks ago and asking for, for our help. And she wanted us to get a mobile CT scanner. She's got a really ill little girl, and the whole thing about moving her to the scanner room is so traumatic and life-threatening, and it's the same for, for all the kids at the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. So she wanted to... Uh, she was asking our help to, for us to get a mobile CT scanner. So Chelsea did the math and... What? Maths. Fact, no, I'm, math is how you say it, though, isn't it? You do the math. Yeah, it's American. Ma- it's American. Yeah, she did the uh, the math, and she found out that a mobile CT scanner costs... 180,000. The hospital's already raised... 100,000. Uh, uh, so they desperately need the... 80,000. Shortfall. Mm. It's a bit like points of view, isn't it, the way it we is. sort of flip and flop between <laughs> each other? So we need, um, yeah, we desperately need £80,000. So we've launched our £80,000 scanner appeal. Uh, we came up with this idea, didn't we, for the, the, the £1 wish day. Yeah, and if you, you haven't heard of it, the, the £1 wish day is one day, which is the 27th of May, uh, so it's this month, where everybody does something to raise money for this appeal. So you could be doing something at your school, you could organise something at your workplace, whatever it is, uh, to raise cash. And there's loads of help on the website actually so you can get like fundraising packs online you can print off posters to put up uh, but it's all coming up with ideas to do special events on that one day the 27th of may the one pound wish day to raise money for the charity okay all the details again online q103.co.uk uh, slash scanner we had a letter in actually from a lady called alison Dawes. Uh, good morning to you and everyone who works for Nyman's, the UK's number one telecoms distributor. Uh, and this is a letter we have. We don't get many letters, actually. And this uh, says, Dear Mike and Chelsea, uh, many of our employees listen to your show every morning on their way into work and have been deeply touched by the letter you read out regarding the lack of a mobile CT scanner at the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. Uh, asked if we could help. I am therefore delighted to enclose a cheque for £1,000 from our company owner, Julian Nyman. Wishing you all the very best for your fundraising campaign. Yours sincerely, Alison Dawes from Nyman's, the UK's number one telecoms distributor. They've given us a thousand pounds. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So kind of you. Thank you so much. Uh, If you want to do anything to help, uh, the first thing to do, I suppose, the first sort of. Action point would just uh, to, to, to read up on the appeal yourself. Just have a quick look, just two minutes. Q103, Toolancast. And that was this week's Toolancast. We hope you enjoyed it. There'll be another one to download at the same time next week.